Coming into the new year, we often plan for our upcoming work schedule or our children's school year. We are busy preparing their belongings, school lists, uniforms, and our own preparations, so we are going into the new work year refreshed and ready to go. But how often are we taking the time to tick off those annual health check items before our own health takes a turn? Today, I wanted to run through those health checks that are ever so important yearly after bariatric or weight loss surgery. This is so you do not have an undiagnosed nutrition deficiency or long-term health complication as a result of letting this go under the carpet. So are you ready to learn more? Grab a notebook and a pen and let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. First up, blood tests. We know that many of you who have had weight loss surgery in the years gone by do not get the annual blood tests. Now, as health professionals, we are very concerned by this as this leaves you at risk of not picking up a deficiency and correcting it quickly. Rather, leaving it until it's very hard to fix or replete. You might even have to have multiple injections or transfusions to get those vitamin levels back to normal. And it's important to note that after the first year after your surgery, you might still have quote-unquote normal bloods because our bodies do store minerals and vitamins really well. However, It's more these long-term complications that come up after three or four years of not taking your vitamins. So it is important to take your vitamins lifelong after the surgery. There's a reason and a purpose for that. So off my rant about vitamins, in my practice, I like to look at the overall trend of someone's blood work. So some physicians might look at the pathology report and assume that because it's all black, there's no red, no H for high or L for low, that patient might be all good for another year. Wrong. I like to look at the trend or the pattern. I'm happy if the person's vitamin level or level I'm looking at is the same or increasing. I do get concerned when there is a significant drop of, let's say, over 50 points for ferritin, which is the storage of iron, and over 100 points for B12 or others. It really depends on the reference ranges and what is considered quote-unquote normal. It is also important to assess whether you have struggled with fatigue, poor recovery or memory issues as these may paint a picture for underlying nutrition deficiency. So what should you have checked? I have put a summary document together so you can either screenshot this or show your GP or surgeon next time you catch up. Once a year have these checked, so your lipid panel which measures your cholesterol, renal or kidney function, liver profile, complete blood count, iron studies, thiamine, folate, especially if you are looking at planning a pregnancy or are newly pregnant, vitamin B12, vitamin D, serum calcium, parathyroid hormone, vitamin B6, vitamin A, zinc, copper and selenium, which are often optional, those last two. Now, I added vitamin B6 in there, as in the last few years, there has been an increase in the toxicity of vitamin B6. Now, this is due to the consumption of multiple supplements and protein-based products, which tout giving more energy. 
as this vitamin is added for energy, it can be in multiple sources of supplements, such as a Barocca or a protein bar or a protein-based product. Sometimes they add them in there, such as protein powders, they add them in there, meal replacement products. But we do usually get enough through our bariatric vitamins and through food. So we don't need all of this extra vitamin B6. So in excess, this one can cause nasty symptoms. So think a lack of muscle control or coordination of the voluntary movements. It's also called ataxia. You might get painful or disfiguring skin lesions, or this is the really difficult one to treat, peripheral neuropathy, which is where you can't feel your extremities, like your fingers and toes, and they just feel numb. Another deficiency in vitamins that can affect your body is vitamin A deficiency, which can cause poor night vision. So if you struggle with seeing in the dark or seeing people cross the street after weight loss surgery, it might be a clue that you are struggling with a vitamin A deficiency. Copper and selenium, as I mentioned, were not usually routinely measured. However, it is important to consider the inclusion of them in a blood test. They can be important to mention as they can be imbalanced by the other minerals in the vitamins. While you're visiting your GP, also get them to check your blood pressure and discuss your blood sugar levels when you get the pathology report back. The next one to keep an eye on is your bones. You do this through a DEXA scan or a bone mineral density scan. You might not need a GP referral for it, but I'm not sure on the technicalities of this, so please check before you book your scan. I do recommend a DEXA scan when we're getting to that body weight where you're only going up or down one or two kilos, and it is difficult to discern whether it is muscle mass or whether it is fat loss. For women particularly, men, this is still valuable for you, but there is a strong hormonal effect that makes osteoporosis more common in the female population. So ideally, a DEXA scan initially, either prior to your surgery or immediately in that year after the surgery, will give you a good baseline of what your bone health is immediately post-op. Then it is recommended that you get a bone scan or a bone mineral density scan or DEXA at least every two years to check the health of your bones. With the risk of osteoporosis present postoperatively, please make sure you also consider getting your parathyroid hormone and calcium levels measured yearly to catch if the bones are breaking down more than they should. Let's break this down further so you can truly understand why and how this works in the body to cause osteoporosis. Think of your bones like a bank. It's a bank of calcium. It is at its peak around the age of 30 or just before 30, and after that it depletes as years go by. So it's important to measure the parathyroid hormone, especially to catch if it's elevated, because in really basic terms, if parathyroid hormone is high, it means that the bones are releasing too much calcium to stabilize that blood calcium. Then over time, if the parathyroid hormone continues to be high, it makes the bones brittle over time. And this is when we can get osteopenia or osteoporosis. Let's chat more about this after the break. Have you heard I have a special offer ending in the next week? I am offering my online portal full of modules that you can work through at your own pace. Learn what really matters when it comes to nutrition for reversing weight regain after bariatric surgery and how to integrate these strategies in a realistic and practical way. Reverse the Post-Op Regain online course gives you my key strategies for managing and reversing weight regain after weight loss surgery. These are the same strategies that I use with my one-to-one -one private practice clients. There are four modules with short, easy-to-digest video lessons combined with an incredible Reverse the Regain resource library. Think meal plans and recipes, 
and tips and tricks to get you started and not just a lecture, really practical tips. Reverse the Post-Op Regain is a self-paced online program that you can access anywhere, anytime, and it will take you about three to six weeks to complete in its entirety. However, you have access to it for the full 12 months, so you can come back to it month after month to really solidify the information. I will pop the link to sign up in the show notes. As a valued listener, if you use the code WAITLIST, you will get $99 off. I look forward to welcoming you to the program soon. Now, let's get back to the show. Next, a weight check-in and nutrition review. I would strongly encourage you to have a hard look at your nutrition or your diet and see how you've been tracking, particularly with protein. Typically at this time of year, we are just getting back into our usual eating routine after a good fortnight, possibly, of unbalanced eating for most people. Consider how much protein you've been eating on average. Is it enough for your body or level of activity? A dietitian can individualize your protein target for you. However, at a bare minimum, aim for 60 grams post-sleeve gastrectomy and 80 grams after a gastric bypass, duodenal switch, or BPD. I often add an extra 20 grams of protein for any planned workout. Next, consider your fluid intake. Are you drinking enough water? Is your urine a nice straw hay color? Yes, it might be a bit fluoro from the vitamins, but please check to see that it's not a concentrated fluoro. I also like to check weight and measurements here. It's good to have a checkpoint and see where you are. No judgment, just take note. I don't recommend setting weight goals as you cannot control the outcome, but I do recommend setting movement, diet and fluid goals because you can control these in your life. Another aspect of your lifestyle that you might like to assess would be your eating behaviours. You might like to check that you are using the bariatric plate or the bread and butter plate. Remember to eat your protein food first on the plate, then your vegetables and then the carbohydrates. Check to see that you're eating slowly enough. Aim to chop up your food to the size of a $2 coin. Chew your food for 20 times. Wait 20 seconds between mouthfuls. And your mealtime shouldn't last longer than 30 minutes. Are you still keeping your fluids 30 minutes either side of your meals? Are you being mindful around eating? And are you keeping enough time between meals and snacks? Are you in a grazing pattern or are they planned meals? You might find the previous episodes helpful to give you more information on how to structure your day. Now, given it's been some time since your surgery, consider monitoring and noting if you have any gastrointestinal symptoms. Have you suffered from reflux lately? Do you think it was food-related or eating and drinking at the same time or eating too quickly? However, if you've had a gastric sleeve, it can be common to develop over time. Have you forgotten your medications or is it time for an endoscopy? Remember, reflux or acid in the throat can change those happy, healthy cells to evil, nasty ones. So acid in the throat is never a good idea. Try to get on top of this one ASAP. Other symptoms of reflux or heartburn are nausea or trouble swallowing, a nighttime cough, constantly clearing your throat without a runny nose or a post-nasal drip, abdominal cramps or pain, stomach grumbling, eroding teeth when you go have your checkup with a dentist, or a rotten metallic taste in your mouth when you wake up. This is typically the symptom I pick up the most, is this no desire to eat because there's just this metallic gross taste in their mouth. So these are often related to reflux. I've also seen reflux make someone insatiably hungry. So if that has happened to you, I would speak to the GP to see what medications or treatment may be available to you 
Also look at your lifestyle and the foods that you're eating. And then if symptoms persist, please arrange for an endoscopy with a gastroenterologist. Still onto the gastrointestinal topic, we're onto the bowels. Have you had a change in your stools or your motions? Are you more constipated or more loose? Can you see mucus or blood in there? Are you over the age of 50 and have to wake up to open your bowels? If so, I would suggest a trip to your GP or primary healthcare provider to discuss these red flags and to schedule a colonoscopy. Hey, I know they're not fun, but preventing bowel disease can be your reason for getting through that prep. A side note, I've had bariatric patients have a lower volume laxative or prep to make it easier on their stomachs. So please ask your treating team if they have that particular prep available. Movement is my last topic I would encourage you to assess looking at going into the new year. Are you happy with your level of activity? Are you achieving at least 30 minutes of cardiovascular exercise like walking, running or swimming or cycling at least five days a week and achieving two to three resistance training workouts? This is what's recommended to keep up general health as we age, but also to reduce the risk of weight regain. Since we're looking at a holistic approach to your health, I thought I would take the liberty and include some other options that you might want to include in your annual health check. These include skin checks, seeing your specialists like a cardiologist, psychiatrist, respiratory doctor, endocrinologist, going to see your dentist or optometrist, having your cervical cancer screening, checking your blood pressure, checking your risk of heart disease, diabetes screening, breast screening, particularly for women over the age of 50 prostate or testicular cancer screening, and assessing your mental health. Today we spoke about those health checks that are ever so important yearly after bariatric or weight loss surgery. To recap, we spoke about number one, getting your annual blood test and what to ask to have assessed. Number two, checking in on your nutrition, eating behaviours and your physical activity. Number three, consider any changes that has happened in the last 12 months to your gut health. And number four, other screening tools for health that might be applicable depending on your gender and age. I wish you all a positive and successful 2023. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. And reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.